0: Well, good morning to everyone. It is so good to see you all here and to be with you this morning. And I hope you feel the same way that it is good to be here in God's house with folks that you have known for decades and some that you are just meeting. But to be here together in God's place. I started the sermon um, with the the collet of today. That call it is um, from what was known previously as Bible Sunday. And it's calling for the Word and the study of the Word. But it is for us to remember that actually, in a sense, it is a bombshell that has been delivered to us from the time of the Rever- Reformation. You know that time, uh, Martin Luther and the great upheaval in Western Christianity a time when people were hungry for the Word of God, when, like a dry and parched land, they thirsted for the Word. It is the fountain from which we drink, the bread upon which we feed. Sola Scriptura! Scripture alone became the rallying cry of the various Protestant reformers who proclaimed that God's Word not the dictates of popes and learned men, but God's word was the supreme authority. And so Bibles and German, French, and English made their way into towns and villages. A giant named William Tyndale, the great English translator, gave his life for the word of God. He said that his goal, was to make it possible so that even a boy who plowed the muddy fields of England would know the Holy Scriptures. And so it was. But Archbishop Thomas Cranmer, the architect of our Book of Common Prayer, still saw that there was something missing. All the scriptures were not being read in church. The lectionary was filled with saints' days and and all sorts of interruptions. And so he took pen to paper and gave us today's collet as part of the first book of common prayer. From 1549, these words were coming to us, boldly declaring that Scripture, all of Scripture, the inspiring and the disturbing, the beautiful and the disturbing, all were from our blessed Lord and intended for our learning. McCranmer didn't stop with just these words his, his daily lectionary took you through the entire Bible every year and in his call it he gave us a five-step process for engaging the Word of God. hear, read, mark, learn and inwardly digest. So let us consider today's scriptures and how Cranmer's five steps can help us find the good news, the gospel that they contain. We have already heard the words from our lector, Dee Dee Rivers. We have bulletins before us that gave us the chance to read the passages. Perhaps a word or a phrase has resonated with you. And so in a sense, you have already marked the readings. And so now, what is it that is there for us to learn? In the Old Testament passage, we have the story that Hannah prays. She comes to the temple of the Lord, deeply distressed and weeping. She pours out her heart, her sorrows, a whispered lamentation. Only God can hear. She is giving us a lesson in prayer. One that was picked up in the words of an old spiritual that has these words, Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. When your enemies assail you and your heart begins to fail you, take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. He will make a way for you and will safely lead you through. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Hannah took her burden to the Lord. And what happened? She found consolation. No longer sad, she left it there, and she went home. She ate and drank with her husband. They slept together, and in time, the Lord remembered her. But what is important for us to learn in this story? What is it that we should inwardly digest and retain? But the truth that prayer consoles the soul. I have had the experience. I hope, I know that somebody in here has had the same experience of praying from the depths of heartache. Of sighing and crying and emptying yourself until there is nothing left. Somebody in here has had that experience. Of crying to the Lord, of going to the altar, and of leaving it there and coming with a sense of peace. And in those moments, we don't know what the answer is going to be and how the Lord is going to respond to what it is that we are praying. But we know and we believe that we are heard. Take it to the Lord and leave it there and let your soul be consoled. Of course, Hannah's story doesn't end here. We have her victory song there in the next passage. And we know that the spirit of Hannah and Elkanah will live on in their child Samuel, the prophet who will anoint Saul and David as the first kings of Israel. But we will only know this if we devote ourselves to all of scripture and not just what we encounter on Sundays, all scripture is laid for us in our learning. The passage from Hebrews offers even more spiritual food, and there we can find a meal that is fit for these times of hybrid services and mass gatherings. Like us, the ancient congregation in this sermon was living in a stressful time. People were wary of meeting, and as a consequence, the fate of many was falling. Time and time again in the sermon in Hebrews, the preacher stresses the importance of the community meeting to worship together, to pray together. This is the first century, and in-person worship is all they knew. Nothing about telephones and cell phones and streaming services. In person, the house church was where they found strength and encouragement. Is it any different for us brothers and sisters, 2000 years later, as we slowly emerge from pandemic lockdowns? Isn't it here, here in this liminal and spiritual space that we find our community of faith?
1: Isn't it here
0: that we encounter God's challenging and emboldening word? Here, we are fed by Christ here. The Holy Spirit seeks to guide us into all truth, and not just the truth that makes us feel safe and comfortable. And so, as we hear, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the scriptures, let us consider how to provoke and inspire one another to love and good deeds. Let us not neglect to meet together, but let us find our way, wary and hesitant though we may be. Let us find our way into God's house so that we may encourage and be encouraged. All of scripture is set before us. And of course I would be remiss if I did not turn our attention to the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For it is he who brought us together today. And he tells us, and his disciples, that we must not put our ultimate hope in the imperfections and imperfect institutions of mankind. All will be thrown down, he says. This is the final passage that we will hear from the Gospel of Mark, there in the temple. All will be thrown down. These were astounding words to his disciples, a group of country bumpkins and fishermen from Galilee, amazed by the magnificent temple with its gold plating and its large stones. I have read that some of these stones were as big as a Dodge Ram 4x4 pickup, big as a Cadillac Escalade, and twice is heavy. Now imagine, in our contemporary times, imagine that you have lived all of your life in a rural, rustic parish, worshiping in a low ceiling chapel that, that seats 30 people. And then you visit the National Cathedral in Washington, and you're amazed, such magnificence. Such beauty, you've never seen anything like it. And then your teacher shrugs and says, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. Our ultimate hope lies not in the things of this world, nor in the deceivers and pretenders who are always with us, speaking such subtle and alluring words. All we need to do is learn from our history, brothers and sisters, false messiahs, or a dime a dozen. Be on your guard, and may you inwardly digest Jesus' warning so that his word abides in you. Today's scripture tells us about the consolation of prayer. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Tells us about the strength and encouragement that is derived from meeting together. He who has promised is faithful. Let us consider how to provoke one another to love. And finally, tells us of the vital necessity of having Jesus Christ in our lives, at the center of our lives. Beware that no one leads you astray. For many, many, many will come in his name. All of these teachings, all of these learnings are found if we but follow Cranmer's five steps. Hear, read, mark, learn inwardly digest follow these steps and apply them not merely not merely as the colleague says for the blessed hope of everlasting life but so that we may live well in this life I encourage you brothers and sisters find a scripture let it speak to you let it talk to you and then get back to me let me know What word might have touched your heart? Then maybe perhaps we could even put it in the e-blast on a Thursday. Saying, either anonymously or not, here is a word that is moving through our parish. Here is a word that is touching one of our brothers and sisters. Consider that word. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. St. Paul said, For it is all inspired by God, whose Spirit breathes through the Holy Scriptures, so that everyone who belongs to God, every man, woman, and child who belongs to God, may be proficient, equipped, equipped by the Word for every good work, so that then, then we may go about shining in the world like the brightest stars in heaven.